This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 29 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we'll talk with Jay Golding from Bone Care USA. The breed of the show is the Andalusian chicken. Hedwig discusses detoxing after the holidays. In Critter Nutrition, we ask, do horses need a multivitamin mineral? And in Coffee Clatch, we talk about what our ideal vacations would be in 2017. So I'm off a week from tomorrow to Wellington. Doesn't it seem like you just said this to me last year? (laughs) It's crazy. So it's crazy. Two months in the uh, in the uh, Welly world. world. Okay, guys, you do this every year. Do you (laughs) dread it until you get there and then you love it, or do you look forward to it and then love it? Because I know when when you go away, sometimes you dread getting ready to go away. I always love it. I I don't think Tigger, my friend Tigger, feels that way. I mean, this is how my children have grown up taking the great trek. Although I guess it's now east south, but um, I mean, I always love doing it. I would just right after Christmas, I would get so excited because that's all I could think about. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm leaving this wonderful farm yeah. where I look out every day and I don't see another house or another person, and it's just fields and woods and animals and yeah. And I'm going into suburbia where yeah. everything is paved and there's traffic and congestion and everybody is stressed, including the horses and. It's, it's, I, I find it a very, very, very difficult environment. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's almost like somebody should develop a, a way to help support uh, the, uh, support the horses, like through food or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. so they don't, no, why doesn't somebody idea. come up with that? Yeah. I don't know. It was just a thought. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to run with that. <laughs> And then you're coming in in March, Patty P. I believe I am. I'm coming in March. Um, I uh, my daughter Hannah, um, who's also a um, a rider, and um, uh, Tigger has known Hannah her whole life. But she is been um, awarded a grant to train with Robert uh, Dover, which is pretty awesome. Yep. She um, and she gets. Um, uh, I think it's about 10 lessons uh, or something. Okay, I'm not sure the details. So anyway, we are um, going to be heading down and taking clients and we're pretty excited. So, well, you know what? Be- Maybe we should do something live from, uh, won't that be fun? Global. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we had talked about that last year. <laughs> we did. And I, yeah. And I just kept, when I was coming in, it was just too quick. So that may be a lot of fun. Do you know they are, they've changed no more free parking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. 10 bucks a night for, uh, for parking, uh, during, uh, the freestyles. I'm sorry. That just, it's, ugh. yeah, that, now that, that type of stuff bothers me. It's just all about, and I get it. It's all about making money. I really do get it, but geez, that's just. Now is, is parking for the, for the competitions, is it one of those things that the parking lots all fill up and people end up parking for, for $15 in people's front lawns? No, no, no it's no. not like Devin. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, it's not, yeah, it's not like Devin. People don't get excited about this. No, it's not like that at all, at all, unfortunately. It, no, it's just, it's, it's literally, um, just imagine kind of driving around where you are in Florida in one of the, you know, the neighborhoods, and then you just come down this, uh, you turn down this one road, and all of a sudden, off to the left, instead of a, a, a golf facility. course, there's a big facility. Well, it's kind of and, a shame that they chose to charge for, for parking when, you know, that's going to dissuade a certain number of spectators. Well, it's isn't only it? Friday night, because that's oh. the big freestyle night. Oh. Yeah. So, the rest of the time, it's 
of course, no charge, but um, that's when they get the biggest crowds is for freestyles. So yeah. this, the sad thing is, is that the house that um, I share with Hedwig <laughs> yeah. is five minutes from the showgrounds. So if I want to see one particular ride, I could just get in, hop over, see the ride, get in my car, go home. Right. But at 10 bucks a pop, you're going to watch. I'm going to watch more than one now, ride. Is, is it yeah. like the rest of the state of Florida and three quarters of the people drive a, a uh, golf cart golf and you cart. can just park that? No. That's more on the hunter jumper side. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more because WEF is so big. Yeah. I mean, th- those showgrounds, they've taken down, by the way, Patty, they've taken down one of the big stabling tents at WEF. Oh, really? To put in another ring. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, just amazing. It is. It is amazing. Well, it's, and it's, it's the annual migration of the it industry, is. Yep. really. Yeah, yeah it yeah, is. You know, so uh, we're looking forward to, as we go forward here from hearing reports from Wellington, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> all the drama That's included. Right. That's right. There we go. Well, cool. We'll have fun. and speaking of fun have we got a show for you we got a show for you i just think everybody just is gonna listen in to hear (laughs) hedwig's answers there we go here we go Hello. Hedy. Hi, Hedy. Hello. Hello, and Patty and Jennifer. How are you? Hi there. I'm so cute. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> oh, you're funny. So, Patty, you have a question for her. So, oh, I have questions. Well, we just all had such an amazing um, holiday season, and hoping we're hoping that you did as well. And my question is, what do you do to detox from the holidays? I, you know, like if maybe if you got into chocolate or something. I feel like maybe you spoke with somebody who's told some horrible lies about me. Uh-uh. Horrible, no, unwarranted nope. lies. Mm-mm, not yeah. me. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's what happened. Really, I was abandoned on Christmas Eve. Abandoned. Abandoned. Okay. With my sister and some cats, and so I was alone, basically, and I had no hope of anything ever going right again in my life. And so I began to search through the pile of presents on the table. You know the way anyone would looking for say, the means to escape or a snack. Uh, And so what I discovered was this package of, um, well, to be frank, chocolate. And uh, Uh I opened it with my clever paws. And uh, when my servant returned, little did I know she was going to return. Of course, I had no idea. When she returned, I was covered in wrapping uh, from the chocolate. And uh, I was a little hyper because, uh, well, it, it was German chocolate that had espresso in it. And right. I ate four of them. And there was one shot of espresso per candy. Oh my and I oh ate my. four of them. Gosh. And I only weigh 10 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So I was a little wild. As you might imagine, that I, whole yeah. evening, I was I was a little wild, which wasn't my fault because I had basically been abandoned and starved to death. And then I was forced to fend for myself. And I only could find chocolate with espresso in it. So really, I just did what so I it wasn't had to your, do. You're just saying it wasn't your fault. And of course not. So what did you do as a detox? uh, I was not permitted any food for several days other than rice. Oh. 
Well, that just seems Which horrible. was pretty depressing. Yeah. And is this, this what you would recommend for other dogs who get into espresso chocolates? If I may suggest to other pets who find themselves in a similar desolate situation, don't go for the ones with the coffee in them. It can make you a little jumpy. My heart rate was four <laughs> times its normal rate for quite a long while. And I was shaking and twitching and running around, running around, running around, running around, running around. And then I collapsed with exhaustion. Oh, bless your heart. So I would strongly recommend to my canine listeners that when abandoned, even on Christmas Eve, in the depths of your desolation, do not turn to the espresso chocolate. Just the regular chocolate will be fine. Right. So, I mean, there are a lot of dogs, Hetty, that, um, you know, dined on uh, probably too rich foods that their humans were also eating over the holidays. So what are your recommendations for you know, a nice, gentle dog detox. Oh, so when I have in the past gotten into some other things that were undesirable, but not quite so system destroying, I have had a nice combination of uh, rice and then a little bit of chicken, boiled chicken or hamburger, not fried. And um, sometimes also a hard boiled egg cut up. And those are things that are mixed together and given to me one thing, you know, so either chicken and rice or rice and burger or rice and uh, egg and just small amounts, so small meals and just a nice settling diet for a few days is a good way to go. Also, you can always up your exercise quotient because let me tell you, if you put on a few pounds while you were indulging over the holidays, no one's going to hold it against you. And so say February when they will because you're just fat then. So you have to go on a diet. And that is something that nobody enjoys. I mean, for sure. But it's necessary. And, you know, I strongly recommend just doing a little running around. Like, every day I run around a lot. And that keeps me trim despite my fascination with chocolate. Um, How about a fast? I, I'm sorry, pardon? Have you yeah. lost your mind? <laughs> I mean, like a day, 24 hours, just water, no food. You know, to clean That's fine everything for the out. human. She can do that whenever, but I eat. You're an eater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll eat her food if she's doing that. <laughs> so did you get that, Tig? I, I got it loud and clear. I'll eat your uh-huh. food if you want to come visit. And not eat, I'll eat your portion. <laughs> well, now, Tigger, I think uh, I think we'd better stop there because it sounds like we're going down that road of <laughs> becoming toxic again. So uh, yeah. thank you very much for your input, and I hope you're feeling better and feeling a little quieter now, Hedwig. <laughs> I've definitely calmed down quite a bit. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, and we'll be talking to you again soon, Hedwig. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why BioStar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. BioStar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The BioStar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BioStarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BioStarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. And we're here with my friend Jay Golding from Bone Care USA. Um, which is a, a fascinating, interesting company that has a product from Germany that I became very intrigued with. And knowing Jay for as many years, which is probably <laughs> at least 30, maybe more, 
Um, he is the uh, the U.S. distributor for this very specialized bone supplement. So, Jay, so happy to have you on Healthy Critters. How did you find um, bone care yourself? How did you find the I product? Was, I was in Germany having dinner with a fellow who I've dealt with buying horses for 30 years, just a great salty virus fellow. And he said, I want to show you something. And he goes to his car and brings back some x-rays and an article. And he's saying, this is a product that does this, that, and the other. And he laying out all these things that it does. And when he hit, it can prevent or eliminate OCDs. I said, well, this sounds great. Can I have it for the States? And he had, that's all he had in his hand at that time. So he said, sure, you can have it. And that's how I first met the product. Oh, wow. So th- then you tried it on your own horses, or was it a particular horse you tried? He had, he actually got the product by marriage from Australia, so to speak. <laughs> and awesome. W- yeah. So once he, once he got it in Germany and started using it and started getting some veterinary clinics to, to use it, he said, if you want it, you can have it. So I filed the papers to get it FDA approved, which it is. And he started sending me samples to try on my horses. And I gave some to two different veterinarians in our area. And I found it really worked well. Uh, two different cases. One was a young horse, a six-year-old that just decided to grow. I brought him over from Germany. And every three weeks, he'd have growing pains and be lame. And oh, we wow. tried to short circuit. We tried to short circuit it and inject him. Well, that never works, and it didn't work. And so, put him on the product. And after about a month, I, when he was due to be lame, I said, "You know, this horse is lame, but not so lame. I have to stop." And within three months, he was a sound horse all the time. Wow. The other horse was an older horse, 16-year-old. He was doing the regular confirmation here in Wellington and winning. He was a really fancy horse. But we had injected what there was to inject, and he, you just wished he was a little bit better. And we'd get to the ring, and have to, he'd have to walk for 20 minutes to be loose enough to go on, trot, can, or jump, and get a performance. And don't try and rush it, because it just wasn't going to happen. And in three weeks that warm-up time was cut in half. And it stayed at that level for the rest of his show career, but that's a major, major wow. difference when you're talking about getting to the ring and mm-hmm. you've got other well, horses yeah. in the barn to get ready. So that's how I started with it. I also gave it to these two veterinarians in our area who experimented with it, tried it, and liked it. Uh, and the one, uh, Dr. Flynn actually spoke to the scientist who developed it in Australia multiple times, done a great deal of research on the product, and he quite likes it, believes in the science behind it, and it's worked quite well. Uh, The other veterinarian, Dr. Ober, used it on a first case was a weanling to yearling, and I actually knew knew the horse and and knew the owners. And from the day it hit the ground, it always had filling in one stifle. Mm-hmm. When they put him on this, within three weeks, I was told the filling was gone. Period. Wow. After five and a half months, the OCD in the stifle was gone. A little wow. under five and a half. Months. Oh my god, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's been quite phenomenal. There are now seven veterinary clinics who are using this and liking it because they keep reordering it. Wow. Wow. So how does it work, Jay? What is it about this formula that supports the bone? How does it work? Horses need vitamin K1 and K2 to build strong, balanced bone. What the K1 does is balances the collagen, calcium, and phosphorus as they grow and stimulates that growth. The horse manufactures some in their bodies, K2 in the liver, the, the K1 throughout the body, 
And the only other place they can get it is from fresh, good quality pasture. Okay. And a lot of it. And it turns out that some, for a lot of horses, that isn't even enough. For show horses as they are today, they don't usually get any yeah. or certainly not enough. Right. So they found that this really, that this really helps them. And, and years ago, we talked about Dr. Green. Well, basically, that's what Dr. Green turns out to be. Wow. And K1 is UV light sensitive. Mm-hmm. So as soon as grass is cut for, for hay to bale, within 12 hours, it's, the K1 is 95% degraded. Wow. wow. So horses have no way to get this at all in their bodies. and what these people have done is found a way to keep, uh, to make it UV light. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Stable. Uh, UV light. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. UV light stable. So, and that's what they've done. And it's now patented in this country. It's patented all over the world. So Jay, wow. what would be some of the common issues in horses where you would say you want to use bone care? First, as a preventative. If a horse is doing nothing, it's just a, you know, a pleasure horse, it's not as important. But for a horse that has, really has a career, it helps with bruising within the foot, bone bruising. It does help with arthritic changes. It helps with navicular issues. In wow. young horses, it can, as we spoke about earlier, reduce the size of OCDs or eliminate OCDs. It helps prevent buckshins in two-year-olds in training. Anything bone-related and cartilage-related, it seems to help. Anything soft tissue, in that in the horse, it's, it's all connected. It's yeah. not going to fix the suspensory. It won't fix a tendon. It doesn't do that. But all the things that are tendent to that, that those things have caused, it will help with. Seems to be, seems to help a lot. So, and is it, is it OCDs anywhere in the body? Like for instance, I have a horse in my barn right now. That's a wonderful, wonderful horse, but we can't get her sold because she has a cyst on the coffin bone, which doesn't bother her, but she also has an OCD lesion or an OCD in that same foot. And they, you know, normally they, they said they would go and take it out, but they don't want to make the cyst mad. So it's kind of a perpetual thing. So is it anywhere in the body that this, this could help? Bone is bone anywhere in the body. Wow. Okay, cool. Uh, we have one veterinarian who said it helped a uh, case he had with kissing spines. So I've heard the some very- people use the words OCD and arthritis interchangeably. Are they really interchangeable? No. No, okay. Mm-mm. They aren't. So the only way they you're not the- going to know if your horse really has OCDs is if you, is if you have x-ray. your veterinarian diagnose your yeah. horse. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, only on x-ray. Yeah. Only on X-ray. We have we we will have shortly. There's a four-year-old horse that has a major OCD in its stifle, and after three months on bone care, the OCD was reduced fifty percent, oh, which is boy. quite extraordinary. But, and we're hoping that you know that in that it responded so well. We're hoping that you know three months later that it will be reduced almost to nothing and which changes a horse's value changes a horse's yeah. soundness. Sure. Forgetting about what's monetary, what, what someone who really owns their horse, loves their horse and wants their horse for life. They have a horse for life. Mm-hmm. And this product, what it also does is, is it slows the aging process in the horse can slow it. In other words, the bone disease that horses get as they mature, the arthritic mm-hmm. problems, it can help with that. I've had many cases that it's helped with. In the short time, this has been available for distribution in this country, and it's been a little stop and go, but it's been since mid-March. We've got over 74 major barns who have reordered this multiple times. They found it works. Wow. They found it's... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to they, they interrupt found you. Cut, they've cut, it's cut down 
the amount of veterinary attention, at least at the at the show level, that's been necessary. So, wow. so Jay, how does this compare with OSFOS? I was just going to ask that. <laughs> and how is it administered? Okay, OSFOS and Tildren are both injections. They are different. I've used both. I've had very good luck with both, with my horses. What I have found, what, what this does is OSFOS and Tildren, their cell, their, their things called osteoblasts, which destroy bone and weaken bone. Osteoclasts, I'm sorry, osteoclasts. This does the same as the Tildren and the OSFOS. It, destroy, it kills the osteoclasts. What they don't do, what this does do, is it builds the osteoblasts, which build new bone. And that's the difference. Would I tell you not to use either one of those drugs? I've used them. I've liked them. But this does work. It's, it's more economical than children. And you might end up using both. And you might use one and then continue with this and find that your results are improved. Your results, actually. Yeah. Not only improve, but last a lot longer. Because it is, as your horse matures, a degenerative process, just the way it is with people. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And and how does it administered? It's it's it? a powder. It's a, it's a granular to powder form. You just put some in the feed. It has a pleasant taste. It's a little bit sweet. I haven't heard of any horses to date that don't like it. It mm. is also water soluble. If you drop it in a glass of water, by the time it hits the bottom half, it's dissolved. Start once, and it's all in suspension. Mm-hmm. So you you could you you can add water to it. You can put it in their water, but in reality, it's just a powder. They like you put it in their feed and they eat it. And it's it's not like other powders where they seem to be selective about it. Mm. Yeah, they, they, awesome. they just all seem to like it. And when my friend started with this company, the very beginning about four years ago in Germany, in December they had over 400 vet clinics in Germany, the UK and Europe prescribing this. And it's only sold through veterinarians there today. There are over 550 vet clinics wow. prescribing wow. this. I mean, the growth is just exponential. It's, uh, it, it, it works. It, we've got about a 79% success rate with this product and you don't need to buy it. We like veterinarians to sell it, but it's not a prescription medication. Wow, that's pretty. It's a feed supplement. And is there is there a recommended? And I know this is a very general question, but is there a recommended way? So let's say you have a horse that has a, you know, an OCD lesion or or you know um, something that's that's you know in the joint that's bothering a horse periodically. Like you're saying, is there a protocol of how long you generally are going to say you'll keep a horse on something, you know, on it? If you have an OCD that you've uh, identified on x-rays, until the OCD is gone or the improvement seems to stop and then go another month and then stop. If you have horses with arthritic problems. Yeah, the osteoarthritis. Yeah, that sort of thing. uh, Any sort of pain that this seems to help, you would... Those horses you keep on it, but what you can do is you can titrate the dose down and find where the level is for your horse. And some horses will go a lot longer on a container than others. Mm-hmm. Some horses might might go twice as long. It just depends how they all metabolize. So I guess that's a good question. So is it, so you order a container of it, is it 30 days you use it? I mean, like if I were to call and say, okay, I want to order it for this horse that I talked about, would I get a 30 day supply? Do I get a one supply? I mean, how does that work? Your container lasts with a normal loading dose, a little over six weeks. Oh, you can be more aggressive with your loading dose. You cannot overdose this. Okay. After you're done with your, your maintenance dose lasts, a little over two months. Just depends okay. how someone pours it, how how heavy they are with their hand, or how light they are with their hand. Right. So Jay, 
if our listeners want to try Bone Care, what's the best way to find it, order it, or learn more about it? They can contact me at uh, the best way is to send an email to laurelingfarm at gmail.com or to call me directly, which the number is 561 758 2737 or to go through Biostar because they have information as well. <laughs> can they can, can somebody go to your website and and find out more information? There is a little bit more yes, there's more information on the website. We are redoing the website right now and you'll be able to order it online sometime toward the end of January is my belief. But in the meantime, so bocareusa.com, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's care with a K, not with yes, a C. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And there is, there is a PowerPoint I can send out or I can send a brochure, which gives a lot of inf- more information, actually, that's on the we- than on, is on the website. Perfect. That's well, perfect. Jay, thank you so much. Yes, for thank you. That was so interesting. Your Tuesday evening in Wellington, Florida, where it's probably a balmy 70 degrees. And now it's time... For the breed of the show. So, for the breed of the show, we haven't done chickens for a while, so I have decided to do a chicken. I did a little research and thought, what? why not do an Andalusian chicken? Because I didn't know there was. I know there's an Andalusian horse. I know there's a place in Spain called Andalusia. <laughs> Andalusia. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, um, it's, it, you know, again, and I'm learning about the things that, um, you mentioned about birds and and chickens and what, you know, um, and, and what makes them interesting and popular, but, um, it's kind of funny. Um, they, uh, they're obviously, um, Spanish. Um, they, uh, you know, they, I, I guess they came originally from Southwest Spain. They're seen all throughout the countryside in Cordoba and Sevilla, which I've been there a lot, did not know they were there or didn't realize that that's what they were. Um, I just thought they were, you know, chickens that were in the Andalusia region, not knowing that they're Andalusians. But, um, but anyway, they are one of the oldest Mediterranean birds. Um, they are better for a more experienced chicken owner. Um, I think they can be a little bit of an uppity bird. <laughs> um, they are uh, very noisy and outgoing. They're easily bored and they need constant diversion and attention. <laughs> Having said that, they're excellent egg layers. Um, ah. they three. Are they big? Yes, they're they're big. They're big size. In fact, I was just looking to see how um, where I had where they how big they were. I have to go back and look at my other part of my notes. But they, um, I think they're they're a decent sized chicken, um, and they actually they'll lay um, three eggs per week, about 160 per year. Um, the the hens, um, of course, like other ones do, tend to make noise before uh, prior to laying and um, cackle. Sounds for- like they're dying. Yes. Yeah, I know. And but then they say then they cackle for several minutes afterwards. So, you know, if you and then and then and then on another side it said again a very active bird. Um but they're they're very pretty. They're stunning. They um they uh their pl- their plumage, they have um they they're darker and I think they come there was a kind of a it was odd for me to understand exactly how many colors they came in um because I think there's some that are considered um acceptable and some that aren't but they're they're mainly a darker um bird with a lot of plumage which helps protect them obviously from the weather um and then they have a red comb with matching wattles <laughs> and um con- contrasting earlobes and brown very beautiful brown eyes um but um they <laughs> they um Chicken farmers refer to them as a flighty but a very hardy breed. So I think that they're good in different types of weather. So even though they're not for the novice chicken person, um, if you can deal with the fact that they need to be entertained, which I don't know if you build a bird gym (laughs) or what you do to keep them entertained (laughs) or you have a bunch of other birds. It's like I'm reading this going, huh. Really, they really sound like they're kind of a pain in the butt, and um, but they do produce a lot of eggs. 
So that was uh, kind of cool to hear. But they come in um, black or black molted pl- plumage. And um, they 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 sound like kind of, I don't know, they sound like kind of a cool bird. I mean, I had I kept trying to think, go back and think if I'd ever really seen a bunch of, you know, chickens throughout Spain. And um, they kind of just looked like that picture. So um, they, I think they're, I think they're interesting, but not for the, uh, the novice chicken farmer. They're not a family good. of chicken. No, no, but they are good. Well, I, I, I think they would do well at my farm because they'd be entertained by Australian shepherds, foxes, yes. raccoons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So maybe Tigger, that's, that's, a that's my new breed. Your, your new breed. And, you know, and they're hardy. And that's the biggest thing is that they can handle the weather. So there you go. Get yourself some big old Andalusian chickens and show there those carnivores go. what's up. Here we are in Critter Nutrition. And today we're going to answer the question Does your horse need a multivitamin mineral? This question comes across my desk via emails and texts several times a week. I see it often on internet horse bulletin boards, and it appears in commonly asked questions on commercial feed company websites. Commercial feed companies maintain that if you feed their recommended amount per day, you do not need additional multivitamin minerals. On paper, this makes sense. Most feeds these days are complete feeds or ration balancers, fortified with vitamins and minerals so that the horse owner doesn't have to add another supplement. But when we look deeper into the fortification of processed feeds, we see that the vitamins are petroleum byproducts, vitamin A, the B complex, as well as D-alpha tocopherol acetate, which is a common form of vitamin E. The minerals are primarily in their inorganic form, carbonates and oxides, which are ground up rock, which provide low bioavailability. Many horse owners ignore the advice of the commercial feed companies and add an additional multivitamin mineral supplement, either on intuition or on the belief that more is better. Most multivitamin mineral supplements are made from the same petroleum-based ingredients and inorganic minerals as the feed companies use. There are some exceptions. A select group of companies use chelated minerals. This means the mineral is bound to an organic substance such as protein, thus increasing the bioavailability. The attachment of protein to a mineral is called an amino acid chelate. Plants do this on their own with the minerals delivered to them by the fungi and microorganisms in the soil. The plants pull the minerals up through their roots and bind the minerals to free amino acids. This is called plant mineral chelation. If your horse is currently on commercial feed, you are feeding the amount required by the manufacturer. You probably don't need to add another multivitamin mineral made with the same petroleum-based ingredients as the feed. When you read the label of a multivitamin mineral and you read the ingredients, ask yourself, will this decrease stress on the GI tract or increase stress? Vitamin B1, known as thiamine, is commonly made from coal tar, which is a petroleum derivative. Now, looking at it under a microscope, it looks the same as thiamine from its food sources, such as nutritional yeast and rice. But the GI tract is not a microscope. It is is a sensitive series of organs that readily identifies nutrients from food because nutrients are meant to be digested and absorbed within the matrix of real food. It is this matrix that provides the coenzymes, food enzymes, covitamins and minerals, and other nutritional factors such as antioxidants. This is why wild horses can live without commercial feeds and supplements, maintaining their health from just eating plants. When we add a whole food multivitamin mineral, we are providing real nutrition from plants. Is nutrition really nutrition when it comes from petroleum? So to answer the question, does my horse need a multivitamin mineral? My answer is yes, if the nutrients are in their whole real food form. 
Adding more petroleum-based ingredients and ground-up rocks does not supply the same or equal bioavailable nutrition of whole food nutrients, nor do petroleum products and powdered rocks reduce stress on the GI tract. Real food nutrition just happens to be the best nutrition on earth. So in Coffee Clutch, we're going to talk about what our ideal vacations would be in 2017 because, you know, healthy critters also includes humans and sometimes it's a really good idea to take a vacation. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, can someone tell me what that is? (laughs) I I know. I took one week in 2016. So I am committed this year to take a vacation um, that is longer than seven days. My employees have longer vacation than I yeah, do. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I just, I, you know, I don't always vacation well. That's always been my, and if it's not like horse related or whatever, I'm just like, oh gosh, you know, but I always dream about going, you know, certain places. And So, so where, if you could go anywhere in 2017 on a vacation, where would you go? Um... Oh boy. Um, honestly, I've always wanted to go to either Bora Bora or Greece. Ooh. Ooh, I like the Bora Bora. Yeah. I've always wanted to do the little huts on the water, you know, um, I can you see can, you in a grass skirt. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And just like, I, coconuts. Just, I have to oh my look gosh. up where Bora Bora is. Yeah. It's too far, it's but I, South you know, Pacific. yeah, it's pretty far. Oh, there's a lot of water around Bora Bora. Wow. Yeah. And they have, but they have those huts where you can go and, um, and literally they're on stilts in the water and the water is just crystal. And it's just the thought of that just unbelievably just is, uh, that just would be awesome. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a luxurious off the grid yep. vacation. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Cool. Indeed. Yep. So what about you, Tiggs? Well, I'm actually going to take, I'm, it's already in the planning stages. This is how serious I am about it. Oh. I am going to Alaska. <gasps> oh, oh, cool. Like and I'm going primarily to photograph bears. Oh, wow. You can do oh. that in Florida. Yeah. It's not the same. You go down. You go into town certain times of the year, and they they climb up the telephone poles. You can you can photograph them there. Well, we have bears here too. <laughs> and there are bears in Hawaii, in uh, Montana, yeah. but I want to do the Kodiak bears. I oh, want to go neat. to Kodiak Island, and I want to photograph the bears salmon fishing. <gasps> and Ooh, cool. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. And it's what's really cool is you fly into these places. On, you know, a little seaplane that takes like four people. Wow. You spend the day out in the wilderness with Mm. the bears. Wow. So my mother is very experienced in Alaska. She's made numerous trips there with my father fly fishing. So she said, oh, I know this marvelous place in Denali, which is Mm. a big park. And so I looked it up on, you know, did a Google search and this lodge came up and this shows you how difficult vacations are for me because the first thing it said was there is no cell service. There is no internet service. There is no Wi-Fi service. I said, mom, there is no way I can go there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going. Not That's, doing it. Sorry. I mean, I could do it for a day. Yeah. But what your email would look like even after 24 oh. hours, yeah. it would be so distressing the time you would take to have to get through it all. Yeah. That um, I I don't need to be off the grid for a week. Yeah. You'd ha- you would have to assign someone to uh, oh, take care of things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's that. And – when Glenn and I go away for vacation now, these this year and then and last well last year and the year before, we went for ten days because Glenn said, you know, 
it takes me seven days to just unwind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we yeah. have to go longer and, and that worked out, but you're right. The, we really can't completely disconnect. We have to check in and take care of things. And that does um, negate a certain amount of your vacation relaxation if you have to do that. And in your case, mm-hmm. it would just be plain old impossible. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing. It, to me, it's more stressful not taking care of business that yeah. that I wouldn't be able to relax and have fun. I'd be worried about, oh, my yeah. God, I'm going to have 100 emails to yeah. deal with. Well, see, here's the thing then. We're just at the very beginning of 2017, so you have time to put processes <laughs> in place that will allow you to take two weeks and go to Denali and photograph bears. Yeah, it well, I'm not going to go to Denali. I'm, I'm going south because... I don't want to do, you know, see Alaska in two weeks. I, I I would rather have a base camp, fly out on these excursions, and have a place where I can, you know, set up, work, you know, get work done in this wonderful, beautiful environment, and then go off on adventures. Mm-hmm. And if I really fall in love with Alaska... Guess what? I can go back and go see Denali. Yeah. But I, I don't want to do the, you know, see Alaska in two weeks where you're <laughs> at a different place every day. I, yeah. I, That's I tiring. Need, That's exhausting yeah, when you do that. Yeah. I, I, exactly. I need to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. where, what do you, what would you, where would you like to go, Jennifer? Yeah. Well, What's our, this? our ideal vacation for 2017, we're not sure if we'll be able to make it happen, but this is it. We want to go to Colorado again, and we want to go and do a little hiking in the Rocky Mountains again. Mm-hmm. And this is Glenn's idea. I'm going to go along for fun, and I'm going to see if I like it. Because he likes to go from place to place on vacation, because he, he, he just he needs excitement so that when, at the end of vacation, you're more exhausted when then you left. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the idea of vacation. But we're going to try hiking, and we're wimps, so we don't want to hike in the back country. But we want to see lots of different beautiful places. So we're going to go on this fancy hiking trip where you have a tour company that drops you off at the trailhead. And you can go hiking for the day. And you make a big old loop and they, they tell you the, the route. And then when you get back, they pick you up and then take you to your bed and breakfast where they've oh, already wow. dropped off your luggage. So you don't have to carry your pack with you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you stay at all these little inns and bed and breakfasts. A little, you know, stay at little tiny outfits because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I'm very excited about that because Glenn and I both discovered that we really, really like hiking. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So that's that's hopefully going to be our ideal vacation for 2017 to hike about in the probably lower altitudes of the Rocky yeah. Mountains. Um, mostly because I can't go to the higher altitudes because I get carsick getting there. So the only way I'm going to get <laughs> oh, to the top yeah. of any mountain is walking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to do it. And it's just so freaking beautiful out there. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, is- that was, I, I almost, I, you know, when we were talking about this, I was thinking, you know, we had so much fun and that I do think that is what we are going to do is go back out and drive um, through uh, Colorado again. Peter just loves that. Loves that. So that will be. Fun. I would really invite you to to go north and go into Yellowstone. Well, that's one of the things I think that uh, he wants to do. He has his whole little his whole little plan. Um, like <laughs> Yellowstone was pretty year. amazing. It's oh, amazing. I yeah, I know you've talked about that so much over the years. Well, I you know I just gone every year since um, my my parents live. You know, an hour from Yellowstone. So oh, that's pretty kind sweet. Of in, in the backyard. So yeah. Gee, this will be the first year that I I won't be. At, I haven't been in Montana in thirty years. But oh. Alaska is beckoning, and hmm. I I feel the pull. But I realize I need a bawana. I need somebody to carry my packs with there all my go. camera equipment. There you go. Oh my gosh. That's what the Aussies are for. Just put one of those puppies. Put Sabi. Teach him to, to ride with a saddle. He'd be fine. There you go. <laughs> He'd be fine. Sabi the pack mule. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I wouldn't trust him with bears. 
Oh, no, good point. There you go. <laughs> Hadn't thought of that. <laughs> so, well, um, you I, know what we need to do for next for the next episode. The breed of show is going to be the best dog to to have with you when you go to Alaska to photograph bears. <laughs> okay, wolf. Check into that one. Yeah, yeah. Wolf want or, a wolf or yeah. a Swissy. Yeah, check into that. The, the best, or a Bernie, the best a bear Bernie. photograph. Yeah, there. which is yeah. basically the same thing. Okay, I have. I think I'd, we have to look into that. That'd be good. You will be interesting to see. Cool. So uh, that about wraps it up for today, ladies and gentlemen. It does a, yep. another fun, fun show? Yes, indeedy. And we'll we'll catch everybody on the flip side. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, BioStar US. You can find them online at BioStarUS.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 